Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only kayla cardona <laughs> hi david how are you what is going on we were just saying like i was telling you it's raining in the hamptons like how is it how's life today in the oc Oh, it's very cloudy and I think it drizzled a little bit overnight, but I love the fall and I love the rain. I just don't love driving in it because everyone in California does not know how to drive in the rain. But, you know, I I mostly work uh, from home when I'm not out in the field. So today is so nice. (laughs) I, I mean, I agree with you. People think I'm crazy. If there was never any sunshine and it rained every day and was cloudy, I honestly and truly could tell you how happy I would be. It's crazy, but that's (laughs) I love it. Yeah, same. Especially like, right, I'm having coffee. I'm going to order pizza later. I'm not leaving the house today. I'm like, this is just a perfect day, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, listen, I mean, congratulations, you know, selling the OC season two dropped, you know, a few weeks ago. It's another season that just came and it just came with a bang and it's such a success again. So congratulations. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I mean, how did season two feel different for you? Um, my mentality was definitely different. I think season one, um, a lot of cast, I think all of us really, you know, believe it or not, was kind of holding back a little bit. Um, in the sense of like, 
you know, just it's, it's a different experience having the camera sharing your personal life before the show, I would consider myself very private. So it was like literally opening up your whole life and, um, it was a different experience, but this time in season two, you know, with what I dealt with in season one, we're all getting to know each other. And, um, I have a tendency to, um, you know, see the best in everyone. So this, this season I really came in with, you know what, I'm just going to, you know, be myself. If people don't like me, I don't care. You know, I think I, I cared more in season one. And, um, I even told some of the castmates I'm friends with, I'm like, I don't, you know, no offense, but I don't even care if you guys like me. And they start laughing because they know me now. We all kind of know each other, uh, more at this point. So, um, you know, it was more fun. I had more fun this season. <laughs> you had more fun. Well, the more things change, you know, the more they stay the same, right. You know, it wouldn't be selling the OC without some drama. Of course not. You know, season one, listen, you know, season one, I feel like, you know, we saw like Alex Hall versus Jarvis, you know, they were kind of back and forth and we had Polly with Hall and you were kind of, you were kind of in the middle. You didn't really, I mean, you were kind of with Hall and Polly and you were kind of, but this season it really became clear that you were not with Hall or Polly. You kind of were more in the Jarvis camp. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Again, it's, you know, we were all still getting to know each other at the time. And, you know, I trusted in the wrong people, basically. This is my cat, by the way. So I, I just love don't mind her. She likes, We've had, she likes, bring her on. Yeah, We've had many you. an appearance by a dog. Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> See, that, that's like another so, joy of working at home, right? Like you get to, you know, yeah. just curl up with a cat. She's really cute. Yeah, actually. I, I love. Oh, I love thank cats. you. You know, as a viewer, you know, it does seem like, you know, look, there's Hall and, you know, there's Polly and Tyler and Austin, like they really do seem like a click onto, you know, themselves, like, as a viewer, like, is that really how it feels like working in this office? Like, are they truly a click, those four? Yeah, unfortunately, it's very clicky. Um, You know, some people think they're too cool for others. And that's unfortunate, like we're in high school or something. That's not, it's not the way to go, right? No. Mm -mm. Is there anything, you know, just in this group of people, anyone in the O group office that's on this show, like anything shock you from these two seasons that's occurred, you know, whether it has to do with you or not, has anything shocked you? Um, The whole Jarvis and Rose thing. I was, you know, I didn't see that coming. I'm friends with both of them. So I, it didn't show a lot in season two, but we did a lot of scenes um, with us three and I always felt like I was caught in the middle and I'm just like oh my god what's going on and for for you know Jarvis to claim that they were never friends and I'm just like wait what like it was that was really shocking for me that came out of left field I, I didn't know where that came from I still don't understand it to this day but I, I keep myself out of it it was shocking. I'm like, are my favorite door knockers, you know? And by the way, this is my job. I would be speaking to you regardless. But then there's people like you. I'm like, I watch this show. Like, this is not just a job for me when it comes to the show. I am so addicted to this show. So, I mean, my favorite door knockers are, you know, on the out. So that was really shocking to me, too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's funny because me and Rose now are going to plant a door knock together. Um, so I know that was sad, but... It is what it is. 
I mean, look, I mean, if you're going to go door knocking with her, perhaps, you know, that will help your business. Like it could be a win for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I recently went door knocking because why not? I actually do enjoy, you know, meeting people and, you know, um, in certain areas, of course. And it was funny because, you know, I've ran to a couple of people that noticed me and one of them was like, wait, you actually work? <laughs> like, yeah, I actually work, you know, you know, so I could honestly say I actually do real estate in real life. And, you know, I have a tons of other things going on, of course, because the shows has open doors, but in real life, yes, I absolutely work. <laughs> That's what I love about this show, Selling Sunset, even the million dollar listings LA, you know, in New York, it's like, it's right. It's a real job. Like you guys have a real business. And I think that's what kind of separates it from Housewives and some other realities that you really do have a real job that you make money at. And this is just a nice bonus, right? Yeah, exactly. Makes it more fun too. <laughs> and you don't really know. I mean, I know, you know, Jarvis alluded to this on the episode, you know, the show, you know, that, you know, they do have some differences. They have a difference in style. I mean, Jarvis seems a little more, you know, reserved. Rose has a more of maybe a flirty approach. Like you really don't know what led to this demise because it is a little confusing watching the show. Well, what really was the problem? Yeah, I mean, Rose, I, again, I'm friends with them in real life. So I've had side private conversations off camera that people don't know about. And, you know, Rose genuinely just was shocked and didn't understand, was confused. I don't necessarily know um, why or how Jarvis came to that conclusion that they were never friends, something I don't understand. But, you know, I try to be there as a friend, as like a, a listening ear and give advice um, if if they want it. But I also respect like, you know, not getting too involved and things like that. So I, I really don't know why. <laughs> do sad. you do you think it's self-produced by Jarvis? You know, like a lot of people that are, you know, experts in the reality TV genre say, you know, like. I better create some drama. Like, let me create a storyline for myself. Like, do you think that Jarvis said, Hey, you know, why not have a problem with Rose? That's going to make good TV for the viewers. I don't believe that she would um, make something up just to have storyline. I think um, it, however, I think in season one with them being such a duo, uh, she did explain to me privately that she was, you know, in a sense, kind of frustrated how they made her such a duo when in real life, that wasn't really the case. Um, so I think after season one and getting all the team Jarvis and Rose, I think she may have a little bit more influence to really express herself with how much she's not really friends with Rose. So it may have influenced a little bit more um, ex exaggerated a little bit more. Um, but I don't think she went, I, I don't believe she's the type of person to make up something just for a storyline. Do you have a high from, you know, the two seasons? Like, is there something that stands out as just like a high of like a great memory? Oh my gosh. Um, not really. I think just, um, getting glammed up for me is like so fun and just showing up and doing my thing and leaving like <laughs> that's I, I I've learned to just have fun with it and just you know not care and maybe it's a good attitude bit, but <laughs> maybe stir the pot a little bit we're gonna get into that I think you stirred the pot more than a little bit this season Kayla which I love but do you have a low is is there a low that just kind of stands out as your low from the two seasons I genuinely love 
people and connecting with people. And I just want to be like everyone's mama bear and be there for them. I think the low for me really is, you know, people genuinely hate each other on this show, on this cast. And it, it, it sucks. It really sucks. And I really just want people to get along. Like, why can't we just like act and put on a show and be cool in real life? But that's just not the case. And it that that's what is a low for me. Cause I just, I just want to get along with everyone and have a good time. <laughs> I'll admit it as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate. I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. You guys know that I'm so busy and I'm running around and I certainly don't have time to go to the grocery store. That's why I turned to HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-proportioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. There's no more grocery store. There's no more spending hours determining what you're going to cook for dinner. Everything just shows up and it's all self-explanatory. And I love that you have over 40 recipes to choose from every week. So there's no getting bored and there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. Did you know you can also save money? HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery store shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. So there's actually going to be less stress in your day and you're going to have more money in your pocket. Some of my favorite meals from this past week, oh my God, the onion crunch chicken and the Szechuan pork noodle stir fry. So good. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 velvet rope and use code 50 velvet rope for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50 velvet rope and use code Code 50 Velvet Rope for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Do you guys have a great summer in the sun? Maybe a little too much fun? It's no secret that UV rays can take a toll on our skin, leaving it dry, tired, and less vibrant. If you want to hit the undo button on UV-induced aging, say hello to OneSkin. OneSkin is your secret weapon against the summer's toll on your skin. I use OneSkin every day on my face. I've used so many other products that haven't worked, so I went into my relationship with OneSkin very jaded, but man, my skin is so replenished, it's so soft, and I actually see results. Scientists have shown that it can actually reverse the biological age of skin by several years in their groundbreaking research. OneSkin is the world's first skin long longevity company. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with code VELVET at oneskin.co. That's
That's 15% off at oneskin.co with code velvet. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. I found it so tough this fall to fit working out into my schedule. I've been so busy. And let's face it, working out can be actually really boring. All of that changed for me with the Peloton bike. The Peloton bike motivates me to actually work out. So skipping my workouts is totally a thing of the past. I love the Peloton bike and Bike Plus because there is an endless variety of exercise options. I never get bored. I now actually look forward to my workouts. I never thought I would be saying that. Peloton is not just a class. It's a fitness entertainment mashup. I find myself singing along, screaming. I can't recommend this enough, you guys. Don't take my word for it. Do you know that 90% of Peloton households that join at the start of the year are still active 12 months later? It's unbelievable. Look, if you're still unsure, I've got something for you. Try the Peloton Bike or Bike Plus free for 30 days. Not for you? Return it for a full refund. Find your zone with a 30-day worry-free home trial of Peloton Bikes. Visit onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. What is it like, you know, like you said, like you work at home when you're not like in the field. And I mean, I know as what you do for a living, a lot of you guys can work anywhere, but like, what is it like? I mean, when you guys are in the office, like, you know, are you really truly there? Like this one's at this desk, this one's at this desk, there's Jarvis, there's Hall. You don't exactly get along with Hall these days when you're sitting there and she's in the office. Like that must be a tense O group office in Orange County. Yeah, well, I'm I'm gonna give you the real, real. Okay, um, what you see on the show, there half of the cast don't actually come into the office and actually work. Um, I will say, um, I've been going a lot more because I have a new assistant that I've been mentoring and training. Um, she just got her license, so I've been there a lot more now. Um, not just because of that, but also work has picked up for me, but I would say me and Brandy are really the only ones I come in the office. I've seen Polly a few times, um, but that's it. I don't see anyone else working and coming in the office. Um, however, as you see on the show, the office is very open space. And so you can literally hear a conversation on the other side of the office. And so that's why most of the time I do work from home because I need the privacy. I don't want people to listen to my conversations when I'm calling my clients, negotiating all the things. And I have really bad squirrel tendencies. So if people are having a conversation over here, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I get distracted very easily. Um, but yeah, people don't really come in the office and work. They're just right. So what we see on the show is not really the average day at the O Group. Everyone just kind of works from home. No, hopefully I don't get in trouble for that, but no. And we also deal with fans coming to the to the office very, probably every day. And that's distracting, you know, like, oh my God, can I take a photo? Or And it's just like, you know, I love that. I love you, but like, I, I'm here to work. So that's another reason why, um, you know, some of us don't come in as often as it may seem. I know, same thing at the... LA OO groups for selling sunset every time, you know, I'm kind of live in that area. Every time I walk by, there are people outside just waiting for like a Mary Fitzgerald to pop out or, you know, whoever. So that's a thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, I bet it's 20 times worse for them. Orange County is so much totally. more low key than LA. And I think, cause I've, I've filmed a couple times in LA, um, at the office and, um, I mean, uh, tour buses would, would be like, oh, this is the Oppenheim group selling a sunset. And I'm like, you guys are part of the tour. I can't even imagine dealing with that. No. So yeah, I bet none of them really come into the office, but I don't blame them. Cause that's a lot. It's like, welcome to LA, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, this season, you know, we did see, you know, Alex Hall and Tyler get very close. You know, last season, you know, we, you know, had the storyline of you trying to kiss Tyler. Like, do you think there's truly a double standard amongst this cast? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, the connections that they've had during season two, um, kissing each other or whatever, that wasn't the first. Let's keep it real. <laughs> um, it's definitely a lot of hypocrisy. And you know, um, I know in season two, it looks like I'm the one that brought up the whole Polly and Tyler thing. I'm here to tell you, put this on record. That is not the case. I would, I did not, I was not the first one to mention it. It was others. And of course I cut out that scene. And once I knew it was going to be a storyline, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to stick up for myself and I'm going to stand by this, but it looks like you know, I was the one that brought it up when really I did not care. I really didn't. <laughs> who, I mean, it who, is what it is. Who brought it huh? up? I won't say. <laughs> I mean, I can take a few guesses, but right. So it looks like it was you at this. At you, what, you just didn't care at all. You're like, this just doesn't affect me. No, no, because when it when it happened, while it was happening, um, I was being FaceTimed by other people in the office, not on the cast, other people in the office. And for people that don't know, there's probably about 25 agents in our Newport Beach office. Um, so not everyone, obviously, it's casted. Um, so I was getting FaceTime in real time while it was happening. But they were doing that because everyone knew what a hard time everyone gave me for what happened in season one. So for them, they were just like having my back, like, Kayla, look at this. And I'm just like, what? No way. Like, but then I was over it the next day, I forgot about it. And then someone brought it up to production when we started filming season two. And I'm here to tell you that was not me. I, I never brought it up, but so, production already knew. And I'm like, what? Who told you guys? And then, of course, you know, from there, I'm like, OK, if this is going to be a storyline, then I'm just going to stick up for myself and I don't care. So would you tell at that time what was happening now that we're in season two? Like, could you see a oh, wait a second? Like, this is what that, you know, happened with me. And like, wait, this is going to be a storyline. And oh, I got it, guys. I got how you're going to play me this season. Um, I, well, I, I did about 15 scenes that they didn't, they, they completely cut out by the way. So they only used the scenes. I have so much real estate. I rang the bell twice. I had so many other things going on and, um, they only use the ones where I'm talking about Polly or Tyler or Hall. And I'm just like, of course, I didn't know it was going to look that way till after I saw it. And I was right. pissed. I was so mad. And I'm like, well, favoritism. What can I say? That's showbiz, baby. There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> no, you'll never win against production or a network. You might as well just throw no. your hands up and say, thank you very much. Yeah. Do you think there is a difference? Do you think, you know, you're trying to kiss Tyler is the same as, you know, Hall and Polly? Or is it different just because, you know, at that point he was completely married to Brittany Snow. And now these were different phases of his quote unquote divorce. Um, again, they blew that out of proportion with what happened between me and Tyler. And then over time, if you notice, it mutated into something so much bigger because Polly in season two tried to claim that I try to him multiple times, which how, how does that c c come from me trying to kiss him to me trying to sleep with him? Like, you know, she doesn't know, but before the whole Tyler thing, I mean, I didn't, 
I didn't sleep with anyone for three years. Like, and now I'm celibate. So for me to tell you this right now, like that's how uneasy I am. Like no one can just get with me. So to answer your question, whatever happened between me and Tyler, you know, that was the same night where everyone was all over each other. Everyone was touching each other. Everyone had their tops off. And I was the only one in the jacuzzi that had my clothes on. And the next day they even were making fun of me because I was the only one in the jacuzzi with clothes on. So my point is, is whatever happened in season one was so blown out of proportion. So absolutely with everything going on in season two, it was proof that, you know, they're obviously doing way worse things than I am. And, you know, it finally came to fruition. I knew that it was going to eventually be shown. Um, just look at the behaviors, look at the behaviors in season one. You don't see me flirting with anyone. You don't see me touching anyone. You don't see me doing anything. Same thing with season two. Cause you won't see that with me. Cause I'm not that type of person. And, um, also I will say this, go look up when, when Brittany Snow filed for divorce and go rewatch the show and you guys can figure out the dates, the timelines. Meaning what? <laughs> me me and she filed for you i mean i my mind goes hey listen not answering this makes me think i don't know why don't i don't i'm not sure well well yeah i mean it shows on the, it's on the internet she filed for divorce the end of january when they got caught kissing and pretty sure that's not the first time was during a christmas party right like she filed for he, divorce. he was still yeah he, they were still married they were still you know, I, I, I don't know the details in that. Um, but based on the behavior and the things they've done in season two and season one, you could just see that, you know, I was the innocent one and they made it seem, and they went, they doubled down so hard to try to slut shame me. And that is so far from the case. Do you think that you think Brittany Snow filed for divorce specifically because of Alex Hall? Um, I don't know her personally. I cannot say that, but there's so many things on the internet where, yes, that was the case. If you would have told me a few months ago, I would become an expert on women's shapewear and women's bras. I would have told you you were, but thanks to Honey Love, that's all changed. I mean, ladies, there's nothing worse than suffering from an uncomfortable bra. Am I right? Well, thankfully, Honey Love has revolutionized the bra game. I've sent Honey Love to all of our guest co-hosts and many of my housewife friends, and they agree. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. They're made from fabric that's so soft, it feels like a second skin. You know, after a long day at work, you get home and you immediately want to take off your bra? Well, listen, with Honey Love, you'll never experience that again. They're so comfortable, you'll actually forget you're wearing a bra. You may even sleep in your bra. Their best-selling crossover bra is so comfortable, it's sure to be your new go-to. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash velvet. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off, honeylove.com slash velvet. After you purchase, they ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you. It's time to ditch the underwire for good thanks to honey love all of you who listen to this podcast on the regular know two things about me i love reality tv and i love coffee 
I mean, how many cups of coffee do I drink on average here per show? Three. But what you guys may not know is that the only coffee I love is Starbucks. I love everything about a Starbucks. Do you know that I'm such a regular here in East Hampton at my Starbucks that in the morning when I go in, I don't even have to speak to them. They literally make my drink because I'm standing in line and hand it to me when I go to pay. Now, as we head into the fall, my normal fall drink is usually the pumpkin spice latte. But this fall, I need to tell you guys about the iced apple crisp. This new drink is an iced apple crisp oat milk shaken espresso. Yum. Just let that sink in. Do you know how good this is? It's made with blonde espresso, creamy oat milk, and spiced apple flavors. Oh my God. You could sit back and you can enjoy all autumn long. So you guys have to try this and let me know what you think. And listen, order ahead on the Starbucks app. That's right. Order ahead before you get there on the Starbucks app and enjoy. So how does that make you feel when this comes out? And right. Like you are quote unquote, like slut shamed, you know, with the edit and all Mm -hmm. of that. Like, it sounds like, you know, how do you kind of like, did you know that before it came out? And how do you then deal with that when that came out? Like as a true professional, A, that's not you. It's just clearly not Mm -hmm. you, you know, after being here today, but you know, also this is your real job. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was really hard for me to go through that and being called a husband effer and, you know, all the things I'm a single mom with a teenage boy. Like, you know, obviously I don't want to be known for that, especially when that's so far from the case and people that know me, my, my closest friends and family, they know me and they know that's not the case. And so, you know, it was, it was difficult in a sense where like, I feel like I disappointed people. Um, but that was, you know, this was filmed, what, two, almost two years ago. So that was a while ago. Then I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I know the truth. God knows the truth. And the the truth always comes out. And so as long as I continue to be myself, grow and get better every single day, and that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, I mean, I literally help people. I devote to helping people every single day, not just real estate. I mean, I'm writing a book. I speak on stages. I talk about my story. So I, I have so many other beautiful things. So I just stay focused on those and stay in my own lane and just don't let it come get to me and bother me because- it's just so far from the truth. You have to just block out the noise, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you, when the show came out, even though it was far from the truth, did you then ever hear from Brittany Snow or feel like you deserved, I mean, like that she deserved an apology or even if it wasn't true, did you ever feel like you should contact her directly and clear the air to the point of what you're saying here today? Um, I think I've been asked that question before. And I think because, you know, that's, when you're involved in a marriage like that, it's like, especially with Brittany Snow being a celebrity, you know, like I respect her privacy, things like that. But if she was to reach out, I mean, of course I would love to have that conversation. I'm such a girl's girl, like woman to woman. I'll tell you the truth. If you have questions, I'll tell you the truth, you know, but you know, that was never the case. And I don't expect, I didn't expect her to reach out or whatever. And if she did what, you would tell her, you know, hey, this is all not exactly how any of this went down. Oh, I would tell her the truth because I I know that, um, you know, I met her once in person. We were in a group, um, you know, Tyler Hall, Polly, I think Brandy was there um, in L.A. And um, apparently, you know, I, I left early because I was feeling not feeling good, whatever. And so I found out later that, you know, 
I guess, uh, Snow went up to Polly and Hall asking like, oh, can I, can I trust Kayla or something like that? And they said, absolutely not. When turns out Hall and Polly are the ones that you cannot trust. And so I, you know, they got their side from her. I never got my side to her. So, and this is such old news too. So I don't know if this would ever be a thing, but if she was to call me today or DM me today, like, I'd be like, yeah, girl, let's talk. Wow. Yeah. Especially it is old news. And especially since she got her news just from the other side. So yeah, I would agree with that. Do you think Alex Hall, before we move on from Brittany? So do you think Alex Hall owes Brittany Snow an apology then? Because I mean, those pictures did surface everywhere. We saw them with our own eyes. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Speaking of apologies, you made it very clear this season, you know, now that you have found your voice and, you know, you are speaking out. I mean, that you were owed an apology for this very situation. Like, did you ever get this apology from anyone in the office? Uh, No, no, I have not. Um, uh, You know, I didn't actually expect one. I was just, I was just trying to see if I could get one, you know, I'm like, let me, yeah. let me just like poke a little bit and see what happens. But I, I never expected one and I, and I, and I never will get one. I know that for a fact. Did you, I mean, who do you think deserved to apologize? Was it, was it everyone? There was a lot of people involved in this. Was it anyone specifically more so than the others or just kind of everybody? That what owes me an apology or everyone Yeah, else? even though you don't think you'll get this apology, like who did you, was there anyone in particular you wanted it from or was it really the collective office because everyone did kind of have an opinion on this? Well, now that you mentioned it, I would say the collective office. Yeah, they gave me such a hard time in season one. Yeah, I think they all owe me an apology. Why not? <laughs> but you're not holding out for it. No, no, I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> Well, right when season two was about to start or before it, you know, Alex Hall has done interviews in the past where she said things like, you know, she wished that you weren't her coworker. You need to be reality checked. You need a psychiatrist. You know, she wants nothing to do with you. I mean, these are pretty harsh statements, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm used to it at this point. I mean, I take it there's no love loss between the two of you these days. No, no. Are you shocked? Because when I watch this, just being a reality TV connoisseur and someone that does this for a living, when I watched season one, I said, oh my God, like this girl, Alexander Jarvis, we just met her. I'm like, this poor girl, when this show comes out, I mean, man, she better just duck because they are going to come for her. She is like, and then the show came out season one and specifically this season two, that wasn't the case. You know, I thought it was going to be everybody was team Alex Hall. Everybody was team Polly, but that isn't what happened after season one. And it certainly isn't what happened now. Are you shocked that like, you know, I I really thought the world would be like, yay, Alex Hall and Jarvis is the devil, but that's not the case. Is it just me that, that watched the show this way? Not really this season, but I mean, it really was the opposite almost. Yeah. I think again, there's, there is definitely favoritism. I think going into the show, the producers or whoever, um, already had a pre-planned on who is going to be who um of the show and so um it, i mean i wouldn't necessarily say that i was shocked or anything i think 
um, it's good to know that the world has more common sense than maybe a lot of us would think. <laughs> um, and the thing about today's world is people are craving authenticity. People need realness. They need relatability. They want to be able to connect. They want to be able to be like, I get that. I understand that they want deeper connections. And so, you know, when you watch a show like this and it turns out that that's not the case, people can sm smell fake from a mile away, you know, and through a screen, people just know when you're not being real and genuine and people don't like that. And they, and of course they don't like, um, you know, bullies, people are standing up to that. Like people are tired especially women where they're tired seeing woman on woman. It's, it's tiring. It's draining. So. I agree with that. I think especially reality TV audiences too, that are smart. They just can smell the fake bullshit a mile away. And they just, they don't care yeah. if you fall on your face, get whatever it is, positive or negative. They just want you to be real. That is my best advice for anyone going on any reality show. Like, just let it all mm -hmm. hang out. Let the flaws out. Trust me, the audience will see it, that you are being real. That is what they want. I I, I agree with that. We got to put that, like, in a little small clip because that is so important with what you said. Yes, absolutely. And that's why, too, I try I'm, – I'm making more of an effort to go on my social media and have more real conversations and be in the camera in front of the camera more. Uh, things like that, because it, you know, the response is like, it it just shows that just people just want to be able to connect and relate. I, I, I totally agree. Well, season two ended with this kiss between, you know, Hall and Tyler in the jacuzzi. They are purposely very vague every time they do interviews, both of them. Hall was just seen kissing some mystery man, and that's now all over the place. Like, what is going on? Is Alex Hall with Tyler or is she on to this new guy? I don't know about this new guy. Uh, this is new news for me. Um, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I didn't even know Tyler and Hall was a thing, believe it or not, um, during season two, um, which I want to cover something else up. A lot of people, that scene where I said that they were kissing and they showed them on the stairs um, where he kissed her neck or something. That's not true. I, first of all, I didn't even know they were on the stairs. I was too much in my own little world dancing with the mariachi. Um and didn't know what was going on. I was actually speaking about a time when after the cameras were off that night, we went to a speakeasy and that's when they kissed. And then that's when I got shocked because I was like, wait, Tyler and Polly just got done, you know, kissing or whatever. But now they're I'm so confused. That's why I was like, wait, what? And, you know, um, I, I know the show makes it looks like I, I was trying to stir the pot. They used a different audio, by the way, when I brought it up at the bar and you can see, look, that you can't see it. You you won't see it come out of my mouth. And Jarvis too. Oh, she was talking about this. It doesn't come out of our mouths. That's not what happened at the bar. So anyways, I, I just want to put that out of the way because some people are coming at me over that. Um, but, you know, I don't think to, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think they were ever a thing. I think it was for show, to be honest. But I don't, but again, I don't know. I don't know the details. I had no idea what was going on. I would show up, film and leave that. That was, that was how I did it. Do you think it was for the show by producers or do you think it was the show by the two of them? Like, Hey, 
let's do this. Like kind of, kind of what I accused Jarvis of in 20 minutes ago, like, Hey, let's make good TV. Let's do this. Yeah. Maybe it was both. If, I mean, if you guys have noticed, there's a lot um, going on. They just signed with an acting agency. So they're actors, <laughs> you know, I didn't and even so, know that. So they both signed with like yeah. an acting agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I recently saw that and I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Interesting. It's always great when your reality TV yeah. stars are signing up with acting agencies and coaches and right. I mean, good for them. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just making a point that like, I don't even know if they're actually a thing, if they're just acting you know, or, you know, maybe Tyler needed more screen time. Who knows? I mean, that's the thing. Aren't there other guys that are not on that, that are not on the show that are in the O group office, like, you know, between Polly and Hall, do you think Polly and Tyler, I mean, there's a video for that. Like that really happened, obviously, because people have seen the video, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is this video. Do you think, I mean, it seems like you don't care, but like, what do you think of inter-office romances in general? Like, is that just so distracting? Like Brandy mentioned, like one of her clients was asking about, you know, what's going on between Hall and Tyler. Like, is that just distracting to the office and should it be off limits in general? Or what are your thoughts? I think our situation is unique because we're so much in the public eye. I mean, we're, we're being shown in 192 countries, you know, translated in 200 languages so it's 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 different for us because the world is watching and I've gotten you know I've lost business because of the behavior that was being done in the office from the show right so to answer your question I don't care what you do just go somewhere else <laughs> you have a house Go to do it by the dumpster. Go hide somewhere. Like, why do you have to do it? But again, you know, they obviously did that on purpose because they wanted to get caught. Because if they didn't want to get caught, they would have never done that. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, you know, but they, there's a lot of people that just only care about themselves, unfortunately, and they don't think about what, how it could affect other people that are actually working in real life. So what did you lose business over? Like, was it Hall and Tyler, Polly and Tyler, none of the above? Was it something else? Like what, what actions on the show did you lose business over? I mean, yeah. I mean, it was the interactions, you know, um, you know, Polly getting naked in season one was a thing um, that I've been talked to with other um, that I've spoken with other clients and um, you know, it, they just, they, they look at that type of behavior and think it's very messy and it is. Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, um, that that's the case, but at the same time, I mean, it's a show. So it's like, if there's no drama, there's no show and jokes on everyone. If they really, the show's about real estate. <laughs> right. And what, and yeah. what, and what did clients say? Just things like, you know, we want to make sure you're not doing this. We don't, you know, we're contemplating not be, or we don't want to be associated with an office that has agents like this. And we're taking our business. We're going to go with another agent somewhere else to list the property. Yeah. yeah they want to be associated with that type of behavior. So when Brandy said that, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I've had that happen too. I mean, it obviously it hasn't happened a lot. I haven't lost a lot of business. If anything, I've gotten more. But I mean, that's still business loss. And, you know, I'm, 
again, a single mom, like I'm trying to provide too. And I don't want to lose out on hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I don't blame you. I'm very calm in life until you, what you're doing is affecting my business. Now I'm, I'm, I see red, right. Then I'm like, no, we're not coming back from this. Interesting. When it comes to, yeah, when it comes to my money and my family, like those are the things that I'm just like, you know, very protective over, but it is what it is. You just got to learn how to uh, navigate through it and just be knowledgeable and, and, you know, very professional. And that's how I am. And, and my clients see that and they respect that, of course. So that's good. I mean, it's good that it's helped business, even though you've lost some business because of it. Yeah. Who do you think is more inappropriate towards Tyler Hall or Polly? <laughs> I mean, I, in their different own ways. I mean, I think they're, they both were absolutely. Did you shock yourself this season? Cause like you said, you know, you really had a new attitude going into this. I could see that, you know, I, and I understand it's edited, but I could see that as a viewer, I was like, wow, Kayla really truly, like I said before, kind of, you found your voice. Was that just more like, well, I don't care anymore. Like, where did that come from? Like, cause it seemed like a new Kayla this season. I know a lot of people are saying that, you know, it's the new Caleb, but really it was just me being me. Season one, I was holding back. I was caring too much. I was scared. I was, you know, afraid how I was going to look. And this season I was like, I'm just going to be myself. People don't like it. That's fine. Um, And, you know, I, of course I come in a little like with more attitude and it was frustrating because those moments it's like production was like, Kayla, we need more, more attitude, more spice. And I'm like, right now, really? Like, you know, but again, if you don't have all those, you, you won't have a show, you know, and, and I have fun with it. So, um, but in real life, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like that. (laughs) You're like, I just want to do my day job people. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. Have you learned anything about yourself just from this experience of being on reality TV? Um, have I learned about myself? I mean, other than coming in with, you know, just being myself and not being afraid to be vulnerable. Um, and, and it's okay. And it's okay. Cause at the end of the day, not everyone's going to like you regardless. You know, I still have people coming after me, you know, for all, all the wrong things that are not even true. And, you know, sometimes I do find myself in a place cause, um, you know, I've, I've done healing work, but in the past, you know, I think a lot of women can relate to this where we grew up as people pleasers. And so when people like that are messaging me and commenting and saying all the negative things about things that are not true, I, uh, my people pleasing self sometimes wants to respond to every single DM and comments. And you just, you can't do that because you will drive yourself crazy. And so I just have to shut that off and remind myself about my purpose and what I'm actually doing in real life and just, you know, let them, cause it's only going to last for so long, you know, in, in a month or maybe two where people are going to forget about us anyway. So it doesn't even matter. 
I've I've been there, you know, I mean, my job is in the public eye to a much, much, much lesser extent than being on a hit Netflix show, which is in every single country, like you said, but right, like you learn that you just have to let it go, right? Like you can't, and yes, mm-hmm. whatever the drama is today dissipates. Was that hard for you? And then when you learn that, you're like, man, like, yes, I, I can teach other people. Like when you see someone going through it, you're like, you know, you're going to have to go through this. But once you're on the other side, you're like man, it's such a great place to be. Like, was that hard? Like, did you go down that dark road for a long time of reading all those comments or was it, you know, to get to this point? Season one, after season one, uh, yes, I went down a dark path. (laughs) Um, It was a dark cloud that lasted for quite a few months. And then it wasn't until I really, you know, made the decision that, listen, this is what I signed up for. And I need to just, you know, remind myself who I am. This is not me. Season one was not me. Even my family was called, called me after the show and was like, are you okay? Cause none of them has really seen me cry either. And don't get me wrong. I'm a cry. I, I'm a crier. I have feelings and emotions and I'm not afraid to show them hundred percent, but my, my emotions were so heightened during season one and people don't know this I was going through a lot of personal things I mean I was struggling in my business I was completely broke and I was scared you know and so but they didn't share that on the show so people didn't know or realize how much I was going through behind the scenes behind the curtains and then when I was on camera I just let it all out (laughs) everything triggered me and I was taking everything personal because of what was going on in here and is you know, but coming out of it, it definitely, you know, it, it kind of, it was a slap in the face for me. Like, this is not Kayla. This is not the person that has gone through the adversity that I've gone through in my past. Don't know if you know my story, but it goes very deep. And so I just had to put, you know, my big girl pants on and be like, you know, what? let go of, of the negativity and just, you know, use this as a platform, help as many people as possible. And, do the things that I need to be doing. Did you ever think of quitting the show then because of all that? Um, I have, I'm not going to lie to you. I have, um, I think all of us had those moments where we were like, we're, I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. Um, but the show needs realness, the show needs authenticity, you know, and the show needs humility. And I definitely am one of the ones that bring that. So. Yeah, you do. Cause right. Cause you get to that point point, you're like, look at all of this and like, wait, like now this could be affecting my real business. And like, I love my real job. Like this isn't worth it. So I I could see that you getting to the point of that or anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you say besides yourself, of course, is like not for the show, but just the truly the best agent out of the one, you know, the people that are on the show, like who is just the best actual agent in your opinion, besides yourself? <laughs> Thanks. Um, Brandy, Brandy definitely hustles very hard. Um, she works really hard. Rose really does as well. Um, and, 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 um, gosh, Geo, Geo. Yeah. So I, I think they, those three genuinely work hard and they get business. So. I mean, Gio is the self-proclaimed, you know, biggest, highest seller in the office, as we've seen. 
who, you know, personal feelings aside, but who do you think is out of the people on the show is the weakest agent that needs to step up their game? <laughs> um, I'm not going to answer that, but, you know, uh, just go look up the numbers. Go look up who actually doesn't sell and that will give you the answer. It's all there in public records, right? Yep. What about, you know, we saw, you know, Brandy actually, you know, I feel found her voice this season. Also, we saw a lot, you know, Brandy was very vocal, you know, as were you, you know, I mean, even though we know about some edits, you know, against, you know, that she wasn't really in favor of Hall and Tyler. And we did see this come to, you know, a head in Cabo. And, you know, we saw Alex Hall, you know, suggest that Brandy was going to strike her and, you know, a lot of other things. And now that it's aired, you know, there's a lot of people have come for Alex Hall about these microaggressions. Like what are your feelings about all of this? Yeah, I, I recently spoke on that. Um, and I am going to choose not to continue to speak on that. Um, it's a very sensitive subject. And the last thing I want is for anyone to attack Hall or Polly. Um, here's the thing. People are just not educated when it comes to microaggressions. Um, racism looks different today. It really does. It doesn't look like calling a person a name anymore. It's, you know, it's, it's treating them differently. It's, 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 you know, um, you, you don't deserve this opportunity because like, it's, it's different ways of how you treat and speak to a person. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of that happening in season two and in season three. I don't know if they're going to show it in season three, but I think people need to be more educated on how that looks like. Um, and I just don't think that those two are very educated on that. So, you know, maybe this will open a door for them to look into it and maybe take some accountability on some things they do and say. But, you know, based on the history, it doesn't look like that that will happen. You don't think because that's the thing. I mean, that was my next question of, you know, even though you don't really want to speak on it, like. I don't think I have any microaggressions, but if someone said I did, I would say, wow wait, what? And then I would, you know, I'm not mad at anyone. I, I need to do my own like, wait, like, wow, I'm learning something and I have to go yep. deal with this because I didn't think I did. But if it's being said, I'm going to look into this because now that's just who I am as a person. Like, you don't think now that these things are out there by a lot mm -hmm. of the public that Hall or Polly, and I'm not coming for them, will say like, wow, wait a second. Right. Well, it's because you have human decency and, you know, you also have the ability to reflect and look at yourself and be like, is that how I make you feel? Is that I'm, I'm so, first of all, I'm sorry if that's how I made you feel like that, that wasn't not my intention, but please tell me like, what, what does that mean? And taking the time to understand that. And I, I think if more people today learn to take accountability and do that and say that, I mean, this world would be a completely different place. Yeah. It's just that people are like, oh, I don't got time for that. Or no, it's it's like, well, make the time. And, you know, I know you don't think this about yourself, but shouldn't you at mm -hmm. least spend a minute, five minutes? Like, does yeah. it, right? Like you would, it's just more like, wait, like, yeah. no, I actually need to be checked. And I didn't think I did, but this is a bigger issue. And I'm not mad at anyone. I'm mad at myself. So I have to go deal with this now. Right. You would, you would hope that that's like you said, it would be a much different world. Right. Absolutely. This needs to be another short clip.
at this moment for people to hear this. Everyone needs to hear this. It's so important. So absolutely, 100%. I, 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 I would agree with that. What about, you know, there are some other things that came out this season, like when, you know, this whole thing about, you know, Jarvis, that she's a professional ring collector and she's been married three times and engaged. And it implies that, you know, she's just using this guy and maybe taking these rings and going and having, you know, a whole draw full of expensive rings that you can sell one day. Like, was that shocking to you? No, I wish I was her. (laughs) I want to have that problem where you know, I get engaged and married so many times, like I've never been engaged or married. And, um, you know, I'm single, and I would love to find my husband, and she's over here collecting rings. I want that problem. <laughs> so, you and me both, sweetie. You, know. you and me both. Someone come and give me a ring Please. over here. Yes, sign me up. Um, you know, and I, I've met Sergio. We've spent some time together, all all three of us. Um, I've been on double dates with them. They're absolutely amazing people. So it that's just laughable at this point. I think they're just reaching. I think they're reaching. What about the other narrative? You know, when like you know Jarvis and Rose broke up, and I mean, I know you guys had some conversations, like you said, off 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 air but you know the narrative that you know hmm, rose she flirts it is you know it was said it was implied that she sleeps with clients like how do you feel about that that's that's a pretty big ac- accusation to someone's business i would hate if that was said about me that is so like yeah that's terrible i i don't think that's the case like listen Orange County is very small town. Okay. Real estate makes it even smaller and social media even makes it more smaller. Right. And let me tell you something. I've, I've lived here my entire life. I know everybody and I've never heard that. I've never heard of Rose sleeping with someone to get in a client. Um, it's ridiculous. So I don't know if I answered your question, but I mean, so the show makes it look like she, I mean, she's, Rose, I, I some people will call it flirting. That's just Rose being Rose. Like she says things that people might not agree with, but like that's just how she is. Rose, you know, she said it herself. Sometimes she is socially awkward. <laughs> I love her. If she watches this, girl, I love you. But you know, sometimes she says things that are like, eh, but it's just Rose being Rose. And you know what? She's killing it. So whatever she's doing is working. And now you're going door knocking with her. So there you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you go, I mean, this is a dumb question, but like when you go door knocking, it's literally like you just, it's what it sounds like. You just knock on the door and you're like, hi, you I'm Kayla, I'm door. Rose. We're just stopping by yeah. to see like, do you, do you have any interest? Oh, you don't want to sell? Well, what if we got you this? It's literally that simple. I mean, not that that's simple. Yeah, I understand at- your business is not simple, but that's really what it yeah. is, huh? Okay. Yeah. And again, it depends on the areas that you door knock in and, you know, it's fun to, to, because real estate is all about relationships, right? And if pe- the more people see your face, the more they'll put you and real estate together. So you want to be on the top of mind for people when they think about real estate. And people have so much respect for you when they see you come into their door and, and you know, working. I mean, they... I get more, of course we get cursed out sometimes and doors closed on our faces, but that just comes with, you know, every territory. Um, but you get those ones that are like, we respect you. Like, you know, we don't have to be doing that, but we do it anyways. Yeah. I think like if someone knocks on my door, I would respect them. I'd be like, wow, 
you know, here yeah. you are. Now, granted, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. easier, not that it's easy, but at least you have someone else. I think, I, I don't know if I could do it alone. I think I would just be like, at least if someone's there, I'm like, we just both had the door slammed in our face now and okay, let's go to the next house. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't do it alone. Um, And it's definitely, it goes by faster when you're with someone else and it's so much more fun when you're with someone else, so. Yeah, it seems more fun. Do you know any of past or present Orange County housewives since you've been there forever and it's a small community? Do you know any of them? I do. Yeah. Um, uh, Jen, Tamara, Peggy. Um, those are really the ones that I actually talk to. Um, of course, I know others, but those are the ones that I, you know, Peggy, I'm really close with. But she's she's um, I don't think she's on the new ones. But anyways, which so, yeah, Peggy? I know a few. Peggy Tanos or Peggy Sulahan? Because there's two. They've both been on the show. Oh, there's two. I didn't realize. Yes, oh, there's a gosh. Peggy uh, Tanos. Yeah, yeah. Did you get any advice from like a Tamara judge? I mean, she's such a she's such a expert in this. She's been on for so long. She's such a OG. Like, I mean, even though she wasn't there the first year, like, did you get any advice from a Tamara when you entered this world? Um, no, I, we, we ran into each other a couple of times and we've been, we need to hang out. <laughs> we haven't hung out yet, but, um, Peggy definitely did. And Jen also, well, actually Jen called me cause she was, she was more newer coming into the reality world and she called me and we, you know, I kind of gave her my insight. So, um, yeah, not, not much. <laughs> I just, yeah, I mostly got advice from Christine Quinn, actually, uh, when I first got into it. Yeah. What did she she tell you? Because Christine has a lot to say. She has. Of course she does. And like, don't Um, get me wrong. We love Christine Quinn over here. Like, I mean, what self-respecting, well, first of all, what self-respecting gay man out there, please call me, does not worship the altar that is Christine Quinn. (laughs) I mean, talk about an IG presence. Like when you look at her IG, you're like. You are just, what were you ever doing as a, like, you are just, you were born to do fashion, like, girl. But what did Christine tell you? I mean, she was just giving me her insights and her experiences with production and how it works. Um, And she was actually the one that told me that I could say no. So if, like, you know, production tries to push you or force you to do or say something, she was like, you can absolutely say no. And, you know, things like that. Of course, she had her opinions on her side and her experience. But, you know, I just I took it as like, okay, thank you. But like, I'll come up with my own. But it was very helpful. And she's so sweet and so supportive. And she'll still to this day, call me and check up on me. And she's she's been the sweetest, most helpful one. And I love her so much for that. It's always the ones that you think are not going to be sweet that in real life, you're like, you're the nicest person ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. And same thing with Mary, actually. Mary, love her so much. She's She's been very helpful as well. And that's good advice from Christine, because I think if you're new, you don't think, I mean, those are your bosses. You don't think you can say no to production. So I think that's actually really good advice. Yeah. And she too was like, you know, I wish I had someone to talk to going into this as well. So she was also kind of looking at it from um, her point of view of wanting and needing that when she first started on the show. So that was very sweet of her. 
Is there, would you ever, you know, if one day, I mean, you're doing your day job, you're a single mom, you're selling real estate, you're successful, but you know, those are all the great things that make a great housewife. Like if Andy Cohn or Bravo ever called <laughs> one day when selling the OC is long over, would you ever say yes to becoming an Orange County housewife? That is so funny. I've been asked that a couple of times. Um, maybe, maybe. I, I listen, I never planned on being on this show. I never planned on being on Netflix. Like I never, that was never in my plans. And so I was at a different brokerage wearing polos tucked into my jeans. Okay. I wasn't wearing all these crazy, colorful, big outfits. Um, so just, I, I'm just, if, if the opportunity comes and it makes sense at the time, then maybe I just might. Did you get a directive when you came to the show? Because look, we have Selling Sunset. We have the show. It's clearly, you know, yes. If you think, I mean, yes, we have great real estate porn. We have drama. But the fashion between both of these franchises is so on point. Like, did you get a directive when you came to this office? And was it like from Jason or was it from like being on the show of like, girl, this is the look of how this show works? Or what did it all just happen? Did you do this yourself with at the polos became untalked and... How did this all come about? <laughs> so, of course, I think all of us watched Selling Sunset to figure out, you know, see what we were getting ourselves into. And I think that was the start of seeing their outfits and how, how you know, big you can go. Um, but it was funny because when we all first started and we got casted and we we're going into the meetings and stuff before getting started, we all were wearing black. All of us. Like, every single one. And they're like, okay, guys, we, we need more color. We need more this, that. And my, um, my closet is just black, white, and gray, and maybe some beiges. That's it. When I started the show, I was going for all colors of the rainbow sequins. And I was like, this is like my moment that I could finally, you know, be able to express myself through fashion. I've always been into fashion since I was a little girl, but looking the way that I look going into real estate, I needed to not wear those type of things before going on the show. Of course, that's why I was wearing the polos. I barely wore makeup. My hair was very, you know, I was blonde before I went brunette because I wanted to be taken more seriously in real estate, um, you know, things like that. So I cleaned myself up. But once I got on the show, I was like, oh, I can finally be myself and have fun. Now it is more exaggerated being on the show. Obviously, I'm not going to wear sequins to a listing appointment. You know what I mean? So um, it's definitely an opportunity to go above and beyond and just have fun with the outfits. That's so interesting. But I mean, but yes, between both shows, you're like, I, I don't even know where to start. Like I could just go on because I'm I'm a fashion person too. And I'm like, oh my God, this fashion is just so on point. Yes. Before we wrap up, what is, what is your son? We saw your son on the show this season. Like, what does he think of, you know, like this is your job, but now like his mom is a reality TV star. Like you say, people wait for a picture outside the audience. Like, what does your son feel about this new status of in, in, in your life? So he's at that age right now where, you know, kids are watching the show, right? So he does get a lot of friends at school and even teachers go up to him and like kind of tease him like, um, I didn't know you were a celebrity, and but they will put up, write it on notes and stuff. So they respect his privacy and not make it into it like a big deal. Um, he personally doesn't care. All he cares about is me being happy. 
And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm still his mom. Like we've been through so much together. We literally grew up together. Um, so it, like our relationship is so close, but with the TV show, I mean, he only watches it when I do, which is one time one and done. And that's it. I never watch it again after that. Um, and, but he definitely has his friends, like tell your mommy, say hi. Like, I love her. She, I, she's my favorite. And like, sometimes it's fun. I'll, um, go on his phone and like voice text them and be like, if you want to know the tea, let me know. Like, I'll talk to you about it. And they're just like, Oh my God, I love you. Yes. And it's so cute. So I just have fun with it, but he, he, he's, and he's a boy, so he doesn't really care that much. (laughs) Right. He's not checking out the fashion or anything like that. Yeah. No, no. As we wrap up, just since you do have a real day job, like what is, you know, this is my last question. Like, what is the state of the market in the OC? Like, is it a buyer's market, seller's market? We hear so much about what's going on there. What's, what's the state of the market? Yeah. So when the inventory is very low, it, that, and that means it's a seller's market. So yes, it is still a seller's market. We are going naturally into a um, slower market because of the holidays, things like that. Um, It's, it's, it's tough for buyers because they're at seven and a half percent right now. Cash is obviously king. Um, but you know, it's, it's a little slow, but it's slow all, all around, um, slower than, than before. I, I see it definitely picking up next year. Um, but you know, if people are so focused on the interest rate, so buyers that are listening to this, um, you need to keep in mind that everybody knows that interest rates go up and down prices in orange County will continue to go up. That's just a fact. And the reason being is because here you're selling a lifestyle, right? It's, it's safer. It's cleaner. The schools are great. Um, it's beautiful. Like people literally vacation here from around the world. So it will continue to go up. So stop worrying about the interest rates, buy a house now because you will end up paying later. And, you know, sellers, same thing. They're still buyers. I think sellers are holding back a little bit because the interest rates are so high. Um, they think that buyers are not going to come, but here's the thing, like we need your home. So sellers, if you're thinking of selling, we need your home. Call me. <laughs> we will get the highest and best price for your property. Call me. Let's let's put a deal together and make it happen. I love it. Well, I will share your socials when this comes out too. Everyone that wants <laughs> to write buy or sell a home in Orange County, like call Kayla. I appreciate your time. I know this was an hour out of your life for, from your day job. So I really appreciate you and your cat being here today. So, you know. <laughs> Thank you. You'll I have to come that. back when season three comes back. Oh, you're going to, you're going to want to definitely, we're going to, we're going to talk when season three comes out. You're going to love it. Um, Well, if, I feel like if they edit it correctly, but thank you again, David. I mean, listen, whenever you want me back, let me know. I got you. I, I, I love talking to you. I will. I really appreciate it. That said very authentically to stick with our theme of, I, I will DM you so we can keep in touch, but yes, next season, I really do want you back. So please do come back. I really enjoy this. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. Until next time. Thanks. David. Until next time. T- <laughs> don't work too no. hard. <laughs> no promises. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. 
because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.